Welcome to yet another podcast episode. Unfortunately, it's going to be a little bit of a darker one as we receive pretty bad news today. The news is, without further ado, that the ESL Pro Tour will not be continued in 2022, which is a big hit to the scene. Obviously, if you're a Warcraft fan, you're probably aware of how much ESL is doing when it comes to every Monday's weekly cups, when it comes to dream hacks, when it comes to the finals at the end of the year. We had that in 2020 with regional finals instead of global finals, and we will have that later this year for 2021. We are, of course, in the third dream hack season at the moment. And we cast the weekly cups pretty much every single day. So that will not be part of the Warcraft scene next year. That's a bummer. But we've been through worse. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Being a Warcraft fan, being a part of the Warcraft scene has always been suffering, pain and suffering. And a little bit of good in between. So it's again time to suffer a little. So first of all, a little bit of knowledge that you might need is that ESL and DreamHack are the same company. They are called MTG. They run the Walker 3 circuit since before the Reforge uh, launch happened in January, February of 2020. And back then, they had a bit of a press release saying, hey, we're going to do a lot. We're going to do weekly cups. We're going to do four offline or five offline events. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't really happen, but we'll get into that. In this podcast, we will cover the past, the present, and the future of ESL and Warcraft 3. And I think we should start with the news release we had. We had two news today. One was more of a community update and the other one was a press release. So let's start with the community update, which uh, pretty much sums it all up. Before we go into the bad news, let's talk about the good news. Because, of course, we're still not really in the middle, but at the end, hopefully, of a pandemic. So... Announcing a LAN tournament for 2021 is a little iffy. ESL is doing that for Counter-Strike, for example. They had a LAN in Cologne in a hotel. We see that the Dota TI is doing that in Bucharest at the moment. And we will get that for Warcraft 3 as well, which is not for granted, I think. But I think, yeah, we, we might also get into that a little later. So here's the news. Uh, first news is we are planning LAN. Fantastic. It's been almost two years, very, very true, since Anaheim. We haven't had a real interregional LAN, of course, due to COVID. We had some Chinese player meeting each other. We had some Korean players meeting each other during WGL and WCG. And of course, in Europe, that has been the case a little bit for the Experion lands. And I think there was a land in Poland as well. But a true interregional championship hasn't happened since Happy Lost to Lin at WGL, right? And of course, Anaheim. 
So this will happen. This is the big news here. The big good news here. November 25 to 28. That is soon. That is in six weeks. $130,000 on the line. The biggest Warcraft tournament ever. And going into this year, ESL announced that this is supposed to be happening in Beijing. In uh, China, of course. This news now says it will probably be happening from the ESL Stockholm studios. So we will be traveling to Sweden if we're booked, which I definitely hope. But I mean, who else, right? <laughs> at, at this point, who else? Since ESL is doing these events for Counter-Strike and other games, they have, of course, a COVID protocol in place. Everything will be safe. Everybody will be tested. The problem here is that A, it's the last big tournament from ESL. That is the biggest problem. Another problem is that it's happening in Stockholm. Because if you're Chinese, I read this up today. If you're going abroad and you come back to China, you have to go into a two to four week quarantine in one of these quarantine hotels. And to be honest, I'm not going to kill the hype or anything. This will probably scare away a lot of the Chinese players, if not all. For the Koreans, it's a little bit different because in Korea, if you're vaccinated, you can get like they they have quarantine in place as well for people who come back. But you can get an exception to that rule if you're vaccinated. So I'm pretty sure that the Koreans will all be fine traveling to Stockholm, or most of the Koreans at least. But if you're Chinese, and we all know that most of the Chinese players are fathers, family men, business owners, streamers, you can't really spend three weeks in a hotel, right? Even if you win the first prize here at DreamHack. So I really don't know if the Chinese will appear. At least we will get North America versus Europe versus South Korea, which is pretty damn dope, to be honest. And I'm very sure that ESL will do their damn best to give us a proper goodbye. But yeah, the bad part of the news <clears throat> is this. The future of Walker 3 and EPT. We have made the difficult decision that the EPT for Warcraft 3 will not continue in 2020. The Warcraft 3 Championship will mark the end of the ESL Pro Tour. Unfortunately, the program didn't reach the targets that were set upon it across 2020 and 2021. So I gotta say that I don't know what the targets were. I never got any numbers, whether it be signups or viewership. So I can't comment on that. I do know that Sign-up numbers were relatively low. I know that viewership was for Warcraft 3 pretty good. Especially considering that the Warcraft 3 ESL channel was very young. And it's very hard to grow a channel. For example, in comparison to a Dota channel, to a StarCraft channel that's been in place for years. We basically started this Walker 3 channel prior to Anaheim and grew it up to 25,000 people since then, which is 
I think pretty good. And we we got 14,000 people for the fall finals, which was amazing. But hey, uh, we're here for the bad news, right? So let's let's continue. It's with heavy heart that we announced this news. We've been operating Walker 3 competition since 2002 when we first introduced the game's title to the ESL Meisterschaft back then, EPS. Warcraft helped ESL to become what they are right now. It's been their breeding ground alongside Counter-Strike, Quake, FIFA. Another part here at the bottom. We will continue to evaluate the future of Warcraft 3 as it does hold a special place at ESL. And we'll do all we can to make sure the rest of the year is memorable to give the community all it deserves for these final events. So to me, this reads like they would like to continue the program for various reasons, I think, which I will go into in a bit. But to put this in context, I think we need the press release too. The press release, like this news release was pretty much for the community. The press release is more for business, I think. And it's basically the same information. Um, land finals, big event, three regions clashing, <clears throat> Stockholm, and it's the end. So Apollo, who's running the EPT, has made a statement here, which doubles down on what they said before. We've been involved with Warcraft since 2002. We've been thrilled to brought competition to the game throughout the EPT over the last two years. Despite the championship being our final tournament, we are hoping to close out the year strong by providing the first in-person cross-region tournament since Anaheim in February 2020. True. And then there's a comment by Blizzard. Which, you know... Gets me going a bit again, as uh, every Blizzard statement does. Walker 3's lasting impact on modern esports cannot be overstated, said Sam Brathwaite, director of global esports at Blizzard Entertainment. Yeah, maybe the impact at current esports would have been bigger if not for Reforged. ESL has done a phenomenal job celebrating that legacy through the last two years of the ESL Pro Tour. We can't wait to watch their final send-off at the DreamHack Championship and we're excited to see the scene evolve in the hands of community organizers around the world. That's... You know me. I've been very critical with Blizzard PR statements. And I think this is once again one of those comments that could be worded better. Like, we can't wait to watch their final send-off at the championship. We can't wait to get rid of it. Is what it reads to me. We're excited to see the scene evolve in the hands of community organizers around the world. We're excited to not care about this anymore. We're excited that we don't have to deal with this anymore. That's pretty much what it reads to me. And with that in mind, with that Blizzard statement in mind, we go back to the community news. Where they say, we will continue to evaluate the future of Warcraft 3 as it does hold a special place at ESL. So to me, this reads like 
Hey, Blizzard. If you fix this shit, we're up to be doing something with Warcraft 3. We like this. It's fine for us. But you need to fix your shit. This is what I read when I see these statements. So, that being said, this is today's news. This is the present. This is, of course, a big blow. Why is this such a big blow to the scene? Because ESL has been doing a lot. A lot, lot. So, the year-end finals alone are $130,000, as you might know. Every season of DreamHack was $25,000, which is $75,000 in total, because it's been three seasons. So that's $205,000. Then there's 52 weekly cups throughout the year, times three, because maybe a little less. But I think the regions were introduced later, so maybe a little less. But that's round about $15,000 for weekly cups. Which is a lot. So 130 plus 75 is 205 plus 15 is 220. And this is round about one third of the total prize money of Walker 3 in 2021. One third. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a that's a lot. And that is, of course, also a lot of prize money for the players. But it's also a lot of content for the creators. For us. For every weekly cup, we've had 12 hours of content every Monday. Every Monday, 12 hours of content. Great games, great players, big names. Times 52. Lots of content. Then, of course, there's DreamHack, where uh, we'll go into this later. But, of course, it's not running on our channel, so we're getting paid to cast it. Uh, and more. So, But we will get into this later. <sighs> ESL did a lot of good to the scene in the past two years. They started off not only with the ESL Pro Tour... Not only with the European Weekly Cups, but also championships in Spain, France, Oceania. Oceania Weekly Cups. Uh, they, they really tried hard to make this work. And we have to go back a little in time, I think, to put this into perspective. Because the, the initial partnership between Blizzard and ESL was announced in, at January 7th. So at the beginning of 2020, if you remember, if I remember correctly, Warcraft 3 Reforged was released later because it was postponed a little bit. So this partnership was done before Blizzard even, uh, before ESL even knew about the state of Reforged. They just put faith in Warcraft 3 which a lot of other tournament organizers didn't, rightfully so, from a business perspective. So when the initial news was released that ESL MTG DreamHack 
will partner up with Blizzard. It was said to be a three-year deal. But the news never said, and this is the clarification, it never said that it's going to be a three-year deal for Warcraft. It said it's going to be a three-year partnership between Blizzard and MTG. So from that moment on, the StarCraft thing was locked in for three years because StarCraft 2 obviously is bigger than Warcraft. Uh, it's more popular, it's more active, has more viewers, has more players, has more everything. So that thing was locked in for three years. The Warcraft thing never was. I thought I clarified this relatively early on, but people still think that was the case. Not the case. So I think if you, like now in hindsight, if you look at the news, um, it also says, like, Walker 3 Reforged Esports will consist of one ESL competition and three DreamHack tournaments, culminating in a championship in 2020. In addition to both ESL Pro Tours, weekly ESL Open Cups will be held for a wider amateur and grassroots community. So, with our eyes wide open, you can see it now that it's not a three-year deal. And to be honest, I was positively shocked that we got the second season in 2021. <laughs> I never took this for granted. I thought after the regional finals that we're done with ESL and DreamHack. 100%. So we have to go back as this news says. It was supposed to be one year-end tournament, and it ha was supposed to have... Wait, it was four DreamHack tournaments, actually. Anyway, it was supposed to be DreamHack Anaheim, Rotterdam, Jenschöping, and Melbourne. Ah, culminating in the championship. Okay, then maybe the Melbourne competition was ESL, whatever the name. Uh, it was supposed to be four offline tournaments. We had the one in Anaheim which was the first big eSport event after the Reforged launch. And you could clearly see that nobody thought that this was going to be, be big eSports. We were in a corner of the hall. The stage was all dark uh, on a small stage. This was, of course, a couple of months after the Reforged launch. So they knew, we knew, everybody knew that Warcraft 3 would not be the new Fortnite. Right? <laughs> yes. And then the Thorazane Moon accident happens and viewership wasn't really great. Which was also weird because viewership cannibalized itself with Grubby streaming and the official channel streaming. I always found that odd because it never really worked. Not worked that way. Never really was that way before. So, okay, Anaheim. We had a good time, of course, with uh, Todd and the players and the matches we had there between the Koreans and the Europeans. But this was already the first month of COVID in China, one of the first months in COVID in China. So the Chinese weren't there. So this entire circuit was screwed from the beginning, pretty much. Lin wasn't there. Um, and then it was clear very, very fast that 
Rotterdam wouldn't happen. Jönköping wouldn't happen. Melbourne wouldn't happen. I mean, I think two days after Anaheim, my entire country was on lockdown. Or a week, maybe. It was right before. Like, this was one of the last events ever, like, worldwide to happen. I th I remember I got my passport checked if I was in China in the past four weeks or something. And I got my temperature tested. So we were on the verge of stuff, but we were still allowed to travel. And we had a fun time, obviously. But, yeah, we came back. Everything was put on lockdown. And we got this shit pandemic COVID thing. But to be honest, the model that DreamHack does for tournaments was never really made for Warcraft 3. It is creating a gaming festival with multiple titles, <clears throat> having players sign up to a tournament and make them pay to participate in the tournament. I think in Anaheim it was $75 or something, plus travel cost, plus hotel, plus accommodation, if you're not invited. Because if you're invited, of course, you get that all paid. So, especially for weaker Warcraft regions, like Oceania, like North America, <clears throat> this was doomed from the start. If you start this in Europe, because Europe... Europe has a great scene, come on. Like, we had people in Spain, <clears throat> Central Europe, Sweden, France, Germany has the strongest scene. From Russia, you can travel over. But North America was a different North American scene than it is now. Like, there was no gym back then. So, yeah, that wasn't a big success. <clears throat> but moving all the tournaments to... An online state was good for Warcraft 3, I think. Gave a lot more people the chance to step up, to participate, to play from home in the time of a lockdown when they were at home office anyway. The best thing for us was that at some point DreamHack said, Hey guys, I know you want to cast this, but how about you produce this? What? Producing a DreamHack tournament in my little four square meters apartment here in Hamburg. Yeah, for sure. And that's what we did. I won't say no to basically the dream. Given a budget... Select the casters. I wasn't able to influence everything, obviously. But we had a lot of freedom from the get-go. We changed the design a little bit compared to Anaheim. We got rid of, like, casters' predictions, which I don't like, really. We applied the Back to Warcraft uh, features, of course. And throughout the season since then, I think it was, yeah, summer 2020 was when it started. I think the point ranking was screwed from the get-go because Anaheim got a lot more points than everything else. But hey, that's, that's, it doesn't matter. We had so much fun in the seasons. With the freaking strong blade. Who should be banned? 
with his ex-lord versus happy final with foggy trying to conquer him again and then this year how great was fall all the cruncher versus hitman finals all the different winners in asia mm, finally convincing them that reforged graphics are bad are horrible are shit and that was the cool freedom that they gave us they're like is that what the community wants we're like yeah that's what the community wants let's try <laughs> that was pretty much the case every single time let's try see if people are getting angry man these ESL people were great to work with and then I think we improved every single time <clears throat> player interviews right off the bat translators for the Asian region we got Wong here we got Min here. We got Laden for the for the translations as well. We had at some point we introduced player cameras. We shook up the map pool. We did we did so much good. We did so many like later on the Out of Warcraft produced these interview segments, which spiced things up quite a bit. I am of the opinion 100%, 100% that our production was on the same level, if not better, with the regional finals that they had in 2020, where the translators were kind of bad, where calls oftentimes didn't work. No, like, I also think our interviews were better. No disrespect to the interviews then, because that inspired us to do the interviews in the media day in 2021 that was was, was kicking it all off. But I think we just did it better. And us is like five people across the globe. And they is a multi-million dollar company. <laughs> oh, man. That was so cool. That was all the freedom. I love to be working with the project manager. Ex exchanging ideas, picking the music, updating designs, like stuff like that. I have not a single bad word about ESL and DreamHack. Not a single bad word. And I'm so grateful they provided us with what we had. And I said this many times throughout the past two years we will look back at this time at these past two years and we will miss the times and we will miss the times when we had a dream hack and the weekly cups <sighs> this of course also meant that we were not only paid for casting but also for production uh, which gave us the budget which was able to cross-finance, people like Wong for the translations, people like Out of Warcraft for his highlight videos, other people for graphics. We could give jobs to people who support the Warcraft scene for free for a long time, and that felt great. Because a lot of people in the scene are doing a lot of work for no monetary reasons and i know how it feels to like not make it full time but you know 
paying paying a beer with your hobby, ordering food because of a donation, and at some point paying rent. This just feels so great. And we were able to provide that for a lot of people thanks to DreamHack. And this is this this was incredible. This is my biggest takeaway from the past two years. But that will be the past soon. It's still the present. We're still in the winter season. We will still select our 16 players. And I'm man, I'm looking forward to the playoffs and to the Asian region. Because the games are just great. Even though winter wasn't as good as fall yet. So what's next? <laughs> That's tricky. That's tricky and rough. And I will take a little break. Um, oh, first of all, b b before we end the segment, ESL, thank you for trusting us, for giving us this opportunity. Um, back when you ended WC3L, I was very young. I was like 18, maybe 19. I don't know. I was really angry that you just jumped on the StarCraft hype train. Rightfully so. And ended Warcraft 3 at the same time. Uh, I thought back then you killed Warcraft 3. Which, hey, 12 years later, wasn't the case. And now being 12 years older, I'm not angry one bit. I'm thankful that you gave us this 2021 season. I'm thankful that you gave us so many weekly cups. I'm thankful that you were able to provide for players, for casters, for pro team members of the production team, um, that you gave us longevity and schedules of the entire year, which has probably never, ever happened in esports. You believed in the game somehow when you were not forced to. And yeah, that's that's really beautiful. Um, I know that there's some higher ups who love the game, and will hopefully continue to watch <laughs> and support. But it, at some point, like, it's a business, right? You gotta go. You gotta go with the money at some point, as 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 long as it's. Like, if it's becoming unreasonable, uh, you have to make a cut somehow. I totally understand that. Sign-up numbers weren't satisfying. I don't know if the viewer numbers weren't that bad. I think viewer numbers were okay. Not great. But, you know, they didn't have to pay an entire production staff, right? Just, just us. So for what it was, I think the viewer numbers were good. I'm proud of what we did. I'm thankful for what they did. And this should be the news. This, this should be the takeaway from this two-year endeavor that we thank ESL and there's only one company to blame. And that's not the Back to Warcraft company, that's uh, 
Not ESL Dreamhack MTG. You know who it is. <sighs> I'll take a little break. I think this was structured better than my first seven attempts. Uh, so we'll look into the future after a little cut. So, with that out of the way, we can talk about the future, right? And we have to, <clears throat> because we need to have a future here in the Warcraft 3 scene. I think it's pretty clear that we cherish what ESL provided us. And one, uh, to be clear, I know that it's the end of ESL Cups and Dreamhack. I'm not sure if it's the end of ESL Meisterschaft, just as a tidbit. So, before we look into the future... I think it's fair that we have to once again look at the past and present. And first I want to look at the present because that is great. <laughs> Despite the news, we have the best server we ever had. Fact. Worldwide, there's nothing that compares with War 3 Champions. Ever. Not W3 Arena. Not Netties, not anything else ever is nearly as good as War 3 Champions. So the infrastructure is here. We have good servers. We have an amazing team. We have good matchmaking. We have uh, seasons. We have leagues. You can climb up the ranks. We got great MMR. I mean, there are certain limitations, but that's just physics, right? Um, from US East to Oceania will never be a great conditions, but, you know, that's that's one of the few limitations. So War 3 Champions is freaking amazing. And then I think we also have some great grassroots initiatives. Jim is the strongest it's ever been. More than 100 signups in a week. Or two? Maybe, maybe two weeks. Let's, let's say two weeks. 100 signups. People are willing to learn the game, play the game, and be competitive in this game. That is super sick. That's just incredible. So, this is not only Jim, by the way. This is also Creep Camp the Rocket Beans community in Germany, especially. I'm not too sure if it's the same in, like, uh, Russia, Poland, etc. But at least for the English-speaking community and for the German community, this is just nuts. It's so good. It's never been better. So this is what we got. Looking back into the past, I've been around for since 2008. As a caster, as a fan, probably 2004. We've been through worse. Yeah, one third of the prize pool is gone. But you know what? I, I was part of the scene when nobody was able to run live tournaments when we only had replay casts. 
That was the state of the game in 2014. So here's a big, big, big thing. Back in 2014, China came in and saved us with WCA. And we had a wonderful guy called Jera who provided us with weekly tournaments in Europe. And as I'm very sure that the European or Western community can come up with a weekly cup or with Western tournaments. What I'm really worried about is WGL or China in general. Because it is now October and usually qualifiers are on the way for quite some time for WGL winter. And that's not the case this time. And I really wonder why. Is it because of the year-end tournament? Don't they want to be overshadowed? By DreamHack. Would they postpone it to spring? Or. Is there no WGL? That's what worries me a lot. I think we've seen some games. Being dropped by the publishers. That can still thrive. If they have a great team behind them and we've seen this in Heroes of the Storm where Heroes Hearth has created their championship the CCL which is fan freaking tastic we can do the same I'm sure we can do the same not because I think it's easy and everybody can just recreate it but I think we have the passion and we got people behind us that can help us with that. That's why I'm very, very confident we can do this. There is the Smash Bros. community. Nintendo, I think the biggest prize Nintendo ever gave was a backpack. <laughs> of course, they got the evil. They got the Beyond the Summits. But we can learn from them. We can learn from Age of Empires. They got Microsoft now. But do you know how hard Neely and the boys and the girls had to grind and work and organize for Age of Empires to become what Age of Empires is now? So much. We have to learn from them. And do it again. We did it before. We were dead before. We were dead in 2009, we were dead in 2013, and we were pretty much dead in 2020 after the Reforge launch. We are the cockroaches of Warcraft, uh, of, of esports, sorry. That's just what, it, what we are. And now what can we do? So I think that cups don't really work, but they're important. We have to do weekly cups. I don't know if four players will continue their support. I really hope so. If that's the case, then the cup scene is covered. Which would be great because they have three different tiers for gold, silver, and bronze players. 
to duke it out. This is what we need for sure. I also think that above the GNL and above the Creep Camp League, we need something like a team league, a clan league, something like W3IL, but not as professional, you know, for people who really are a team. Because having teams... Having teams bounce you to a game because of the social aspect of being in a team. So we need that too. The price money must not be high, I think. People still sign up in team leagues. What's probably the hardest to acquire is the premier championships. The tier one championships. And this is probably our part. This is probably our duty. I don't think stuff like WGL and DreamHack is the perfect system because it gives you a bit of content over two or three weeks and then it's done. Like, of course, you can have a season with a big year-end final or something, but I don't think that's that's the ideal scenario for what we have to do. I think leagues are the future. And I think that's the case because of the success of Zero Effort League and now a uh, Fountain of Manor League. This might mean that some of the games are only replay casts. But if the casters don't know the result, that might be fine. Big leagues with the first, second, third division where people must have a chance to jump up in leagues as well. Like maybe a one slot qualifier for division one or something. I don't know. I don't have the details yet. But um, for example, just, just a fantasy scenario here. Happy doesn't sign up for the first season of this because he thinks oh, it's nonsense but then he sees the success would you have him start in division 6 that he has to grind for 5 seasons uh, to, to make it into division 1 not really there must be some kind of elevator right that's, that's what I think at least leagues provide a lot of content over a certain amount of time and can be prepared for for like a week prior, which always gives you the best games so people can prepare for games. And like in a bracket where you, if you're lucky, have a day or two to prepare and not a week. And then, of course, you must have some, some kind of finals as well. And I think this is what we have to create. We have... The cases of two events with 14,000 people. Two in a row, back-to-back. DreamHack Fall and War 3 Champions. We do have the capability of producing something good. Because I I read at gym today that people don't believe me that we do the production for DreamHack. That it looks like an ESL broadcast. I was on caster calls with Zombie Grub, who is uh, just a gem, by the way. It will be released on tomorrow, 13th of October. 
And she also said, like, your production looks like a DreamHack production. Damn. This is pretty dope. So we can produce good shit. If we have a budget, for sure. What I think is also important is to not milk the community too much. So it is our duty to acquire sponsors. Which is probably the hardest task of it all. I know we can structure this. We can organize it. We can talk to the players. We can do the admin work. We can do the broadcast. Walker 3 is a very small pond in a genre that is very small in esports RTS. It's not a CSGO. It's not the Dota or League of Legends. It's no Fortnite PUBG. You know, it's a niche. It's a niche that we have to share with SE2, with AOE. And this pond is becoming smaller and smaller. So will we be able to acquire a big fish for our pond like Age of Empires did with Red Bull? Probably not. We will not raffle out a Mercedes for this tournament. Probably not. But maybe... We can cultivate our pond with a lot of small fishes that provide for the scene. That's my idea now. On the day of the announcement that ESL is out of Warcraft 3. Um, there will be ups and downs and no-nos and maybe people have a lot of other ideas. But this this is the initial thinking that I have. Moving Warcraft 3 away from cups and GSL style systems into a league. Into a big league. And I also think somehow we have to bridge the gap between stuff like GNL or First Division Rocket Beans and the pro scene. I don't really know how. But this is a big task. I'm I'm not in denial. I'm I'm not thinking that the viewership will be the same, that the player numbers will be the same. Now that Dreamhack's gone, and the cups are gone, I'm very well aware that a lot of people will probably stop playing, stop watching. But there will be people who still love this game so much that even. That nail in the coffin can't keep them down. And for them, we have to provide a scene. Like we did in 2013-14. In 2010. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be so rough. It's gonna be incredibly rough. But I got a lot of... Nice comments, nice messages. Um, that, that try to cheer me up. That try to help. Uh, Armin and Hippo were one of the first ones to reach out like, hey man, how can I help? How? What can we do? Like, yeah man, that's, that's the spirit. Um, I think I'm not breaking any contracts here when I said that Corsair will continue to support us for a bit at least. Like, they reached out immediately. Fucking hell, I love Corsair and the guys behind it. This is one of the darkest days, but there is sunlight. 
there's a silver lining. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, there's gonna be cool announcements. And now this is the task for all of you out there. Every single one. If you're on Twitter, if you're on Discord, if you're on Reddit, if you're on Twitch chat. If you talk bad about the future of the game, people will read this and it will be in their minds. We have to stay positive somehow. And we have to be positive, probably the most positive since the launch of Reforged. And I know it's rough. And I know it's grinding all of our gears. And it takes effort. And energy. But every single positive comment about the game, about the scene, about War 3 Champions is helping right now. This is the most important thing. I don't... I'm not sure if I can suffer through a wave of dead game memes. Because if a grassroots community, if a grassroots competitive community gets a hundred people signing up for their community grassroots competitive tournament, then that is not a dead game. As I said, no denial. Pretty sure some people will be stop will will stop playing. A lot of people will stop watching. But we also have a chance here to create exactly what we want. We are not dependent on the ESL map pool anymore. We can rotate the map pool if we want to. We can rotate the map pool every week now. And if we want to take it to an extreme, then we could even do our own balance. But I guess that's not the main priority right now. You know? Uh, that's not the priority right now. The priority right now is supporting War 3 Champions, keeping the servers alive, keep a positive attitude, and just rebuild. Rebuild again, but rebuild. And there's gonna be a lot of people trying to be snarky about it, trying to be funny when they drop some sarcastic comments. Just ignore. They will either be gone or converted at a certain point. They're not worth it. You are, like, if you listen to this podcast, you're a diehard Warcraft fan. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So I gave you this task and I hope, I hope you just run with it and do something good. If you have an idea what to do with the scene now, we have all the freedom in the world. If you have an idea what to do, let's go. I saw that the Nation Wars Twitter account was reactivated recently. Let's fucking go. I got more time for W3IL now to cast. Let's fucking go. That's what I mean. Like, we can make this tiny little world our own. 
And this is a cool, this can be a cool chance. As hard as it is, it's a low, and as, as, as much of a low blow as this news is, try to see it as a chance. We will not give up on this scene yet. Not at all. And then let Warcraft live forever. I guess that's the perfect way to end it. Or not. I don't know. So yeah, uh, if you want to sponsor something, <laughs> let me know. Um, if you want to help, let me know. Incredibly, incredibly thankful for what for everything ESL did. Incredibly thankful that Corsair will be with us. Um, so if you're in need of hardware, of a mouse, a keyboard, headsets, mouse mats, anything, Corsair is your friend. The link is in the description. Yeah, and supporting Warcraft 3 initiatives is more important than ever. Keeping the servers alive is more important than ever. So if you have a dollar or two, donate them to War 3 Champions. Become a Patreon. And if you supported War 3 Champions and still have a dollar or two, then of course we take it. Uh, back to warcraft.com slash support. We have a Patreon, of course, where you can get these episodes a week or early, I guess, right after it was recorded. Where you can get coaching, where you can get replay analysis, fun game evenings, music and movie recommendations. We're there for you. Some leaks in the Discord as well from a re possible redesign we do. Um, we are incredibly thankful for the Patreons. We're incredibly thankful for Corsair. And everything that's coming in the future. I think I rambled a little bit in the end. But I guess you got the message. So, see ya soon. And watch Dreamhack because it's amazing. <laughs>